Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that helps you become your best self, and today we're talking about how to make decisions, tackling indecisiveness, and decision fatigue. But before we jump into that, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me on Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo. I would love to hear from you over there and become friends online. You're also welcome to send me an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. I check that multiple times a day. So if you want to send me any prayer requests, feedback, topic suggestions, questions, comments, whatever it is, go ahead and send it over there and I will get back to you as soon as possible, which usually is within just a couple days. Uh, Also, check the show notes below for how you can join our Facebook community, which is the Real Real Positive Girl uh, community. And I've been trying to go live in there every single week, have announcements, uh, really challenge you guys with encouragement and uh, push yourself a little bit further with creating goals and offering any help if you need it. Also, you can go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, which is now weekly, the newest episode or episode, the newest um, issue goes out every single Monday. So you're welcome to sign up for that. Uh, And there's so many things. So I guess just check out all the links in the bio or not in the bio, excuse me, check out all the links in the show notes below. I am like all over the place, you guys. Um, And see if there's anything that hits your fancy. But let's just go ahead and jump right into the topic. Again, we were talking about how to make decisions, tackling indecisiveness and decision fatigue. So the anxiety of not making a decision, just like not making a decision, being posed with a, pressed with a decision to make and not making it is usually what pushes me to make a decision. Um, Anxiety like rules my life and it's like, you got it. You have to, you have to absolutely make a decision. And so I don't want the action of needing to make a decision held over my head uh, that something needs to be decided. So I will make a decision. But after making that decision, I will there go ahead and worry about whether it was a good one or not. So it's definitely still not the best case scenario, (laughs) Uh, but at least I did make the decision. I guess that's the part that I want to highlight as the good part, but not really. You know what I mean? Um, And along with all the things that causes struggles in our lives, among so many things, having trouble making decisions can cause problems too. And I know that a lot of people do suffer from the ability to make decisions or feel like they're able to make good decisions or just want to not have to deal with the overwhelming stress, anxiety, problems, um, just the all the, the emotional like roller coaster and turmoil that you have to go through to make decisions. And so that's why I wanted to talk about it today because I know it's maybe not something that's brought up all the time in regards to mental health, but I do feel like it it will greatly affect our mental health and our mindset and how we're able to get through the day if we have a hard time making decisions. And, you know, not just small ones, like, or not just big ones, but medium-sized ones, small ones, like all the decisions. Some are definitely easier to make than others, but you know what I mean. So some of the reasons that people have a hard time making decisions is Because of like the complexity of the decision, the feeling of uncertainty of the decision and whether or not you made the right decision, if you chose the correct way, Uh, lack of confidence and belief in yourself in making this decision, and also decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is something that, if you're not aware, is something that someone can suffer 
if you find yourself having to make a lot of decisions in one part of your life and then having to make more is just too much for you. You are not able to hand it, handle it. You, you have made so many decisions. A classic example of this is like being at work and have to having to constantly make decisions for work. And then you come home and you know, you're expected to make more decisions at home, but you find it almost impossible to make any more decisions because you've already made so many decisions. It's just overwhelming and too much. And I know several people that do suffer from that because it's just there, they feel like they need a break. There needs to be an end and there never feels like there is an end, whether it's you just know you have to make decisions or you have other people in your life and your family that depend on you to make the decisions for their lives or for the family because you are the most responsible, you're the leader of the family. It's just it's just how the your role in the family works. Um things like that. And I also know that one of the biggest reasons uh is fear of failure. Why making decisions is so difficult. Fear of failure. And I feel like that kind of mixes in a little bit for my own personal reasons on why like making decisions can be really tough, but like I said, the anxiety of having to make decision forces me to make the decision. But I still consider like, oh my gosh, why? What if this doesn't turn out? What if this really sucks? And you aren't completely sure like how the decision is going to pan out. You don't know if there'll be like any consequences. You don't know if you'll have to start from scratch again if it all blows up and it doesn't work out. And you might be worried also about what other people think of you if your decision doesn't work out. Although I want to tell you that people might still judge you and offer their negative opinions, even if it does work out, even if your decision was the correct one to take, just because they'll give you their opinion or their judgment if you didn't do it the way that they would have done it or they would have preferred you going about doing it. So just consider that. Like It doesn't really matter what people think. It's I know that we all harp on that, and I do too, but we need to band together and realize that it does not matter. It truly doesn't matter. But again, and also making a decision, it's very anxiety-driven, right? When you just cannot make the decision, the anxiety can drive you to feel like, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. I know that I have to make a decision, but I'm not sure which one. And this is also where perfectionists have a ton of trouble because you want everything to work out and then you know that things can't work out and then you procrastinate to do any of the work or or come to any decision and then you're faced in the moment where you have to make a decision and it just feels like it all like blows up in your face. You know what I mean? And, you know, making decisions is super important in life though. So that's another reason why I wanted to bring this up. It's like crucial. Like we make decisions, we make decisions all the time all the time. You know, small decisions about our day, like, you know, what kind of creamer are we going to put in our coffee today? Or what what top are we going to wear to to the office today? Or what shoes are we going to wear? Or are we going to, you know, battle the weather and not wear a jacket or whatever, you know, little things like that. But then also like medium decisions that will affect someone else's life, you know, that you're like, okay, well, I think that we should do this kind of trip, but it might not turn out for everyone. Or just other things where you make decisions and you're like, this is going to be okay. And then it may or may not be okay. And then big decisions that will guide your life and and force you down a path that you may be expecting or maybe the one you weren't expecting because of the choice and the decision that you made. And you may not struggle with like the smaller things, like I said, like the everyday things that are just like, what are you going to have for lunch? 
What are you going to have for dinner? Although I have people in my life that do struggle with those decisions because they're so um, consumed, I would say, is it consumed is a great word, with other decisions they have to make for work and 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 financial decisions and other things, other things like that. But you may not struggle with smaller things, but the big stuff is where your anxiety prevails. <laughs> and it feels like the world just like stops because you are un- unable to know what choice to make. You just don't know. It's like you want to flip a coin and then you the coin comes up, right? You're like, okay, heads or tails? It's tails. You chose tails and you're like, great. But then you're still unsure, even though you force something else to make a decision for you. Um, it's kind of like, okay, maybe I'm old, but it's kind of like back in the day where you would use like a magic eight ball, which I know those are like not real, but it's like you would shake it and be like, okay, what should, like, should I ask this person out on a date tonight? Or should I like go uh, call this person or should I apply for that job or like whatever? And it would give you an answer, a very vague, mild answer that was super not helpful. Um, but yeah, so it just, it feels overwhelming. It feels overwhelming to make decisions a lot of the times. And every decision we make will guide our roadmap, you know, our roadmap in life, like where we're going to go, the journey that we're on, which can be really scary and overwhelming. It's just like, well, what if I choose wrong? And, you know, I even like had a little bit of doubt about like some choices that I made, um, when I got out of high school, because, you know, I was going, I went to college and I was really excited about that. But then there's also choices that I made when I was in college and, and some of them didn't work out. Um, I will tell you a, a very true story, a very quick true story of how something didn't work out and I regretted the choice that I made. But I'm kind of happy that I did it now in hindsight. So in college, I really liked this other guy before my husband came along you know, before my husband was even at the school. And so it was within like the first year that I was there because I was there a year before my husband got there because I'm a year older than him. And I like this guy and it seemed that he liked me too. And it was like, great. And I was like, oh, good. You know, we're really getting along and, you know, like it it just, it felt right. Right. And we felt snuggly and like, we're just, we had the same values and beliefs and, and things in common and it seemed great. And so I made the very bold decision to take him to like breakfast one day and be like, hi, I am in love with you. And I had, it took me like a while to come up with making that decision. And, uh, and then I told him that, and it was stupid because in hindsight, I'm, I don't think I was, I think it was just like upwards, crazy infatuation, but I did. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I don't feel that way at all. And then it actually turned out shortly thereafter, he had been, like, chasing some other girl and had uh, apparently already decided that she was going to be his wife. And and then, like, then it just, like, the – it happened. Like, his life happened. It went away. And then kind of, like, our friendship kind of, like, you know, faded a little bit. We still saw each other. We're nice to each other. But it was just like, okay, this is done. Um, So I regret that decision, like wholeheartedly. And it did not turn out the way that I had desired. However, in hindsight, I'm glad I made a decision because I was able to kind of like get past that little portion mini season in my life of this infatuation with this person because 
we needed to make room for my husband to come along. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was an instance where I made a decision. It definitely guided my life. Uh, it was overwhelming and really scary, but I had to make it. And so I just want you to know that like decisions, we'll make decisions and they won't turn out. We won't get the outcome that we desired, but it can still be really good that we went through that experience because it'll make room for the things that need to be in our life and push out the things that do not need to be there. But yeah, so every decision will guide our life, even the small ones. Um, And we may crumble under the pressure of having to make these decisions, especially if someone in our life struggles from like decision fatigue, like I was talking about earlier, and refuses to help you make those decisions. So if your partner struggles from decision fatigue because they spend all of their day making decisions at work or at school or like whatever it is, uh, and then you need help making decisions because you have big decisions to make and they just are not, you know, capable of putting any brain power to that because it's already been used up and it's too hard for them, it can be even more overwhelming, scary, and lonely to make those decisions. But I want you to know that I see you, okay? I see you. I know you're there. And I want you to know that I am here to at least help you with the with like a procedure to help you make decisions a little bit easier. So I want you to know that you're not alone. So I have five tips today to share with you on how to make decisions easier. Let's go ahead and jump into them because I think it'll at least make it a little bit not so, I don't know, chaotic, <laughs> overwhelming, um, dreadful to make a decision in your life. Big, small, medium, whatever. Okay, number one, identify the goal of your decision. So what are you trying to get out of this decision, right? What What is your, what's the purpose of the decision? What do you need to do? Identify like what the goal is. What are you trying to get out of it? Um, so let's say you're trying to decide like what job to take. Let's say you're offered multiple jobs. Awesome. Fantastic. And you're like, okay, I don't know which one to choose, right? This is a great example because it would be really difficult, especially if both jobs paid well, had good benefit packages, the community and like the, the morale of the company seems great. Uh, the location like works out, you know, and all these things. And you're like, I don't know which one to choose. So like, ask yourself, like, what's the goal of it? right? Do you think that your goal for your life or for your career life is going to fit best at the first job or the second job? You know, what would be the desired outcome? Like, is the outcome that you want at some small, short, short future of your life, will it fit better with job A or job B? And what would this decision be like attributing to? So really ask yourself, what is the goal of the decision? So the goal of like, choosing between the two jobs is like to pick the job that would best fit all of your needs, your current needs right now, because, you know, in life, we're continually learning, growing, evolving. And so our needs will eventually change, but what job will fit our needs right now? Right. And really think like, okay, this is, these are my needs right now. This is what I really want. This is the experience I desire this is the pay that I need or whatever. So right, really identify the goal of the decision. Number two, get the details. So what are the pros and cons of the decision you have to make 
and the possible outcomes, right? So what are the pros and cons? Uh, we'll just continue with the picking between two jobs kind of example. So what is the, what are the pros and cons of job A? And what are the pros and cons of job B, right? And then like, what are the possible outcomes? So if you do go with job A, what are you missing out on job B? And then what do you have to like change in your life to adapt to choosing job A? Or or the other side of that would be, okay, you choose job B. What are you missing out on job A? What do you have to change in your life to adapt to job B? Um, how will this change your routine? How will this change any sort of like goals uh, that you have created for yourself in the future? And then ask yourself, like, do you know everything you need to know about your decisions and the possible repercussions involved? So are there any repercussions? Is there anything bad that will come from you choosing A or B? Really think about it, right? And like, you know, be informed as much as you can without overdoing it because there will be a time where maybe you'll, if you're into spreadsheets, that's really fine. My husband is thoroughly in love with spreadsheets. But let's say you don't necessarily need to have like multiple spreadsheets on all the possible decisions, like the uh, desire or outcomes, desired or not. You just really need to like think through, okay, do I know everything about each job? Do I know everything about the opportunity? Have I really thought about how it could pan out, how it could kind of like go askew, how it could be like one of the most perfect things ever, how this will actually change your life uh, will you have to spend more on gas money because it's farther away? Are you able to take public transportation and it'll be totally fine? Will it get in the way of any other like activities that you do in your life? Uh, do they offer vacation time so you can still take breaks? Like how long do I, do you have to wait to get that vacation time? All these kind of things. So make sure that you have the details so you can really understand the choice that you need to make without overdoing it. And I can't exactly tell you how you'll know you'll overdo it. You'll just know. You'll know in your heart of hearts, in your deepest mind, whether you want to admit it or not, you will know. I promise. Okay. Number three, find any alternatives. Now, I know when I wrote this one, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm trying to help you find a way out, help you find a way to like skip over and not have to make decisions. Um, but you really want to like figure out if there's another way. So is there something else you could do that's helpful and productive, not just like, you know, shying away or hiding from your responsibilities or the need to make a decision? Uh, so is there anything else you can do instead of making this decision? Is there another way to move forward without this decision hindering the process? And what other choices do you have? So if you're going with the example of you have to choose job A or B, maybe you really like your current job and the benefits do not outweigh like the cons for these new both of these new jobs. So maybe the alternative is you just stay at your current job because it's not terrible. You were just out there looking and seeing what's available. Um, but maybe there isn't another alternative. Maybe you got laid off from your current job or you need to leave because it's a terrible environment. So there is no other alternative. I guess the other alternative between choosing job A or B is to just look for another job and to wait it out if these two jobs are not necessarily the ones that you desire or want or really like fit your needs, right? So you're just trying to figure out like, 
is there anything else that you could do instead of make this decision? And then it won't like negatively impact your goals and what you are going to do moving forward. So if there's any alternatives, anything else you can do, go ahead and see if that'll work out. And if it doesn't, well, then you still have to make a choice, unfortunately. Okay. Number four, we are zooming through guys. I'm not even trying to zoom through. I just feel like this topic is pretty like, you know, straightforward. Um, and sometimes that's just the way it goes, right? (laughs) Okay. So number four, look beyond the present. This is such a good tip. (laughs) I know I'm doing my own horn here, but this is such a good tip. Uh, because a lot of times when we make a decision, we're thinking about how it affects us right now, like today. Uh, but you really need to be asking yourself questions like, how will this decision affect you in the future? You need to not focus on just how it will affect you today, right now, even in the coming like weeks, but determine what the long-term gains and losses would be. So in the example of the choosing job A or B that you were offered, like how will choosing job A affect you Uh, six months from now, a year from now, you know, like what are the growth opportunities in choosing that job? The same, uh, the same with job B, like what are the growth opportunities? Um, Do you have some sort of plan to climb like the corporate ladder? Do you like, how will that look? You know, look beyond like what's happening today and whatever, like maybe bonuses or sign on bonuses and and extras that you'll get today. Those are going to be really nice for whatever you need them for right now. But is that really going to um, outweigh any super hard, difficult things that you kind of predict will happen in the future with this job? You know, uh, are the working conditions going to be good enough for you? Are they making promises about how certain things will get better than they are right now in the future? And, And you're like, okay, do I actually believe them? Do I not? So you really need to look beyond what's happening today, what's happening right now, what's happening in the next like 30 days and be like, okay, how am I going to feel about this six months from now? Um, You know, are there holidays that they don't, that they don't take off and will that affect like certain family rituals and experiences that you are normally a part of, vacations that you have planned, uh, decisions you have already made to need to be involved in, right? Like really focus farther ahead in the future. And I myself don't mind planning for the future, but I try not to think too far ahead because it just increases my need (laughs) and desire to worry and have anxiety. But when you have to make a decision that you know is really life altering and affects things, you really have to be like, okay, well, how will this affect me like a year from now, six months, a year from now, and to figure out what's going on there. Okay, number five, and the last tip that I have for you today is to weigh the cost of failure. So if you do fail, so if you make a decision and it does not pan out the way that you wanted, like, how will that feel? <laughs> like, So will you be able to handle the emotional cost of the failure. So back to my little story about telling someone that I love them, even though it was infatuation. Um, 
you know, I did not weigh the cost of failure. I mean, I kind of did. I kind of was like, okay, well, if he doesn't say something back, I'm going to be heartbroken. And I kind of was for like a few days and then I kind of got over it, um, which is again, how I know it was not love. It was infatuation, guys. Um, Because I was like 20. So I did not know. Uh, I'm not saying if you are 20 that you don't know, like that kind of stuff. I just, I just know that I did not know. So anyway, um, but I did not weigh, I didn't really necessarily weigh the cost of failure. I didn't ask myself, okay, well, will I be able to, uh, really deal with the emotional letdown that will come from him saying, no, he does not feel the same way. does not reciprocate my feelings. And sometimes I just, I just think that you should do that because you really need to be like, well, can I deal with this? And I would say most of the time we can, because I don't want to put you in a position where you would rather say, no, you can't afford the emotional cost of failure. And then that will, um, drain any possible self-confidence and self-belief that you have in yourself for taking risks and taking chances, because we need to do that as well. We need to step outside of our comfort zone and be like, Hey, I'm going to try this. We're going to see if it works out. And if it doesn't, it's okay. It's okay. Because again, I still stand on the mountain of mistakes and failures are some of the best learning lessons, but there's a balance here. And there's like, you have to figure out like where you fit and the decision that you're making, how that is going to fit into that, fit into still having self-confidence and stepping outside of your comfort zone and like going through those risks, but also determining if you can handle the emotional cost of that failure. So really got to figure it out. Like, can you survive it? I would say 90% of the time you absolutely could, but you got to figure that out on your own. You also want to ask yourself, can you afford the financial cost? Sometimes a financial cost is not always like built into the decision that you need to make. But I would say if you were going back to the example of choosing job A or B, that's definitely a financial cost because let's say that you were choosing between two jobs that are paying less than the job that you currently have now, but they fulfill your passions and your desires of something that you've always wanted to do, then you have to be like, okay, like, does one pay more than the other? What are the benefits that you get? Like, what is the financial cost that I would, that I would have here if the decision I choose is doesn't pan out to be the right one? So again, if the decision doesn't pan out the way that you want it, will you still survive? Will you still be able to, I mean, granted, I think that we're all going to be able to survive no matter what, but it's like survive emotionally, financially. Will we, will it be easier to bounce back, be resilient, pick ourselves up and then continue to move forward and figure it out? So you really want to consider like all the what if questions to determine if your decision is wise or not so that you err on the side of decisions being a positive outcome and not necessarily negative. But again, mistakes and failures are some of our best learning lessons. So weigh the cost of the failure, figure out what the emotional cost would be, the financial cost, all the what if questions really consider like, what could happen? How do I feel about that? Do I even care about that? And all of that data and all of those questions will certainly help you make a decision. I absolutely promise you. So, well, that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast again with me, Sabrina. Check the show notes below for, again, how you can sign up for the weekly newsletter, um, how you can join the Facebook group, which is the Real Positive Girl community, how you can 
visit the website. Uh, you can send me an email, how you can follow me on Instagram, like all of these things. So go ahead and check that out. Um, and that's it. That's all, that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you so much for listening, downloading, sharing the show. You're absolutely amazing. I appreciate every single one of you. And until next time, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.